For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode of Writing Excuses has been brought to you by our listeners, patrons, and friends. If you would like to learn how to support this podcast, visit www.patreon.com slash writing excuses. Season 15. Episode 49. This is Writing Excuses, maintaining passion for a story with Mahatab Narsimhan. 15 minutes long. Because you're in a hurry. And we're not that smart. I'm Dan. I'm Howard. I'm Mahatab. And I'm Brandon. This is a topic that was requested by some of our listeners, as has been most of the year. Uh, how do we stay excited about a book? And there's a lot of different parts of a book that we need to stay excited for. And so we're going to talk about those. And so what I want to ask first is, how? what do you do if you are in the middle of a book. Books take a long time to write, in many months or perhaps even years. So if you're in the middle and you've been working on this for so long and you know that there's a bunch of it left, how do you stay excited about it? At risk of saying the unpopular thing here, um, I long ago gave up on the illusion that I was going to be excited and thrilled about writing every time I sat down to write and I allow myself to not necessarily be miserable because when I'm miserable, the writing's not going to come out well. Um, I allow myself to just muscle through it with the understanding that not wanting to write is not the same as having become bored with the story. Because if I've become bored with the story, that might be symptomatic that the reader is also going to be bored with the story and it is time for me to do something, do something different with it. But uh, I don't always have to be excited to write. And I, I mean, I love being excited to write. That's one of my favorite things. Um, and it's wonderful when it happens but I don't assume that that has to be the case. Okay. Yeah, I think that's really an astute comment that should frame the rest of this conversation. Howard is absolutely right. Um, and everything that I'm going to say takes into consideration that you are understanding that aspect. Uh, for me, one thing that is key, particularly for a long book, um, is it, it's glibly said, and I don't know who said this first, you know, try to leave out the boring parts, right? Um, and non-glibly said, 
what that really has always meant to me is ask, I ask myself for every scene, uh, why is this potentially going to be somebody's favorite scene in the book? And if there's a fallacy, I think you can fall into where you're like, if I can just get through these boring bits, I can get to the exciting bits where the really great stories are the ones where they make what would be the boring bits in another book, the exciting bits in this book. Um, I talk a lot about promises, progress, and payoff. And that progress is the big chunk of your book. And asking yourself, why is this clue? Why is this development, this character moment? Why is this sen- this thing going to give this sense of progress? Why is it exciting that this step on the journey is happening? Um, and there's a lot of tricks you can use to do that. But starting with that has always been helpful to me. I think for for me, it's uh, always been it like because I don't write very long novels. Uh, for me, the hardest part is when I have to stop in the middle of a novel uh, or in the middle of a of a first draft and work on something else and then come back to it. For me, that has always been the the hardest part of how to rekindle the passion or how to get interested in that uh, story again. And what I always go back to is I go back to the outline. I go back to all the notes that I'd made about it, um, maybe any videos that I had uh, that I'd saved about it. And I definitely look at the ending. For me, the ending is so important. And if that ending is something that I love and I want to work towards, that's how I, you know, kind of recapture the excitement to make sure that I finish the novel or, uh, you know, get get back into it. For me, that's the most important. Uh I agree with everything Mahatab just said. And I want to add, going back, not just to the notes and to the ending, but to the initial pitch, because that's what got me excited about this in the first place, right? There was some cool idea or character or something that I was super thrilled about that made me want to write this book. And just remembering what that was and thinking, oh yeah, that's that that was the hook that pulled me into this story um, can help get through those middle parts as well. So one of, one of the things that uh, hasn't been mentioned yet is beginnings. Uh, beginnings are usually, beginnings and endings are the really exciting parts of a story because we're either just starting it and it's brand new and fresh or we're finally wrapping it up and it gets to be climactic and, and exciting and I think one of the problems that uh, people like the person who asked this question are running into is that new new things are exciting because they're new, not because they're good. If your idea is both new and good, then that's awesome and you should write it. Uh, but that makes the middle, which is good but not new, kind of pale in comparison. It makes it not as thrilling. So... It's important to remember that as well, I think. Uh, I've been uh, I've been rewatching some episodes of uh, the Blacklist, uh, which has James Spader as a as a career criminal uh, who's now working with the FBI, and James Spader can absolutely chew scenery, absolutely chew scenery. Um, there are action scenes and exciting reveals and stuff in this TV show that are not the whole show. And then some of my very favorite moments are these things in the middle where Spader's character, Raymond Reddington, relates a weird offbeat story to someone 
like he's talking just to fill space and you realize this is very entertaining. And what does it have to do with the story? It's just Reddington being random. And then he ties it into the story in a way that's suddenly very sinister. And you're like, oh, oh no, you just foreshadowed our plot twist. That model for me, if you're in, we've talked a little in the past about scene sequel format, the idea that scenes are where things happen and sequel are where we process what happened. Um, Sometimes when you're bogged down in the middle, it's because there's all this processing to be done and it doesn't feel exciting. And I love clever dialogue and fun turns of phrase. And, you know, when it's actors chewing scenery, I'm, I delight in that. Um, There's a lot of fun to be had in the middle of a book when one character bringing us up to speed with their journey uh, just like reignites all of the fires at once. Mahatab, what were you going to say? Oh, I was going to say, you know what, sometimes people find the middle difficult or they kind of get stuck is because, uh, as you mentioned earlier, you know, uh, the starting of a story or a shiny new idea is always good because it's so hard to get through the middle and then to the end. So, you know, you always get attracted to, oh, you know, this is a fabulous idea. Let me go pursue this. But what you've got to realize is that once you get through that hump of the beginning and go back to the middle, it's going to be hard again. And the main, I would say, the metal of a true writer is being able to go all the way to the end. So no matter how hard, stick with it. Just stick with it because you'll always have these shiny new ideas jumping around. Ignore them. Go to the end, however difficult. That's really good advice. Extremely good advice right there. Thank you. Hey, writers. Are you thinking about learning a new language? I think exploring the world, experiencing other cultures, and being able to communicate with people outside your everyday experience lets you create richer, better stories. A great way to do that is with Rosetta Stone, a trusted expert for over 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. They use an immersive technique which leads to fast language acquisition. It's an intuitive process that helps you really learn to speak, listen, and most of all, think in the language you're trying to learn. They also feature true accent speech recognition technology that gives you feedback on your pronunciation. It's like having a voice coach in your home. Learn at home or on the go with a desktop and mobile app that let you download and access lessons even when you're offline. And it's an amazing value. A lifetime membership gives you access to all 25 languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, German, Japanese, and, of course, Korean. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Writing Excuses listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? 
picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket, outsourcing business tasks you hate. What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Now, I've got another big question, a big topic for us to get into. But first, it is time for our book of the week. And Mahatab has that for us. Yes, and I would love to um, uh, recommend Dust by Arthur Slade. Uh, Arthur Slade is a Canadian writer. He writes a lot of science fiction and fantasy, but Dust is one of my absolute favorites because he's really uh, melded um, middle-grade horror with science fiction. And all of this is set in uh, Saskatchewan, which is, you know, prairie town in the 1930s. And the story starts with a young boy disappearing, and uh, he's about seven years old and his older brother, who's 11, um, you know, is devastated and the entire town goes looking for him, but they don't find the boy. And around the same time, a stranger comes to town and he promises to start up a rain machine or, or manufacture a rain machine that is going to end the drought in the area. And um, as the story progresses, more and more kids are disappearing from the village, uh, from the town, but the parents don't seem to know what's going on or they, they seem to forget about it. And the ending is just fantastic. So, and he's also, the great part is Arthur has also narrated this book uh, himself. So it's almost like he's reading the book out to you. So I would definitely recommend Dust by Arthur Slade. Thank you very much. All right. So we had another listener question about maintaining passion for a story. But this one was about how do you stay passionate about a story during the revision process when you've already finished it and you look back at it and realize it's terrible and that you're going to have to fix all this broken stuff and you see all these horrible flaws. How do you stay excited about it then? This is what I've been thinking about this whole time because I don't often lose passion for a book in the middle of it. 
where my passion wanes is when I'm on the fourth draft of that book or even the third draft, right? Um, and we're talking, I just finished Rhythm of War uh, revisions earlier this year, and that's a 450,000 word book, right? Uh, that I had to do five drafts of uh, that needed significant revisions in some places. Um, and I would say the only tips I have on this are number one, remember what Mahatab just said. Uh, that's when the shiny new ideas really start to pop out at me. And a big uh, problem in my career early on was that I would go chase those instead of revising. I'd figure, oh, I've got this book done. I'll go chase that idea and that idea. And I would never get to the revisions and I never learned revision. And it held me back quite a bit. Uh, The other thing that really helps me is a solid deadline imposed on myself of a number, number of words I need to do in a day. I learn how much is a good day's work for me. On revision, I say, you have to hit this goal. And then usually there's a bit of a carrot at the end. If you hit this goal, you may go take this time off and do something else. Like the sooner you hit this goal, the sooner you get to take that time off. Um, And that structure for the way my personal psychology works is the way to make me do this, is just to set it out and have a deadline and go. Yeah, gamification is key in... A number of pursuits for all kinds of all kinds of different people, uh, gamifying it so that you are looking at this horrible task in front of you, and it's a game. And once you beat the game, you know you look at your score, you get a prize, whatever. Um, the uh, it's it is difficult, and and I gotta I gotta tell you. Uh, fair listener and viewer, um, you want to be a person who does difficult things. That's who you want to be, right? You don't want to just do easy things. You want to be someone who does difficult things. And, and sometimes when I look at, uh, when I look at revision and I'm just, I'm wrestling with it and it's, it's, it's difficult. I'll remind myself, well, if it, if it was easy, everybody would do it. It's supposed to be hard. And then I ask myself, why is it being difficult? Is it difficult because it's a slog and I'm bored? Or is it difficult because I'm trying to hold too many things in my head at once and I need to break down my revision process in a different way? Um, having participated in uh, Brandon's writer's group for a bit, the fact that he breaks down some of these editorial passes in you know, character voices and, and other things... Uh, I look at that and think, oh gosh, that's that's a lot of organizational work. But for a manuscript that's got half a million words in it, that's the only way to get it done consistently. And so I've had to ask myself, when I'm stuck in the middle of a revision, am I stuck because this is being too hard because I can't think of everything at once? And if that's the case, well... I'm just going to make some notes for myself and I'm going to do the pass this way. And then I'm going to do the pass this way. And it's going to feel like it takes longer, but suddenly I'm more efficient and, and it actually kind of becomes fun. Now, both Brandon and Howard have been talking about treating this like a job, which I definitely think is, is an important way to go about it. But I do think that there are some moments of excitement to be found in the revision process. I've heard both of you talk about puzzling over a problem and being stuck on it, and I cannot make this scene or this character work until finally you find it. 
and that thrill that just floods in, that makes the whole arduous puzzle solving worth it. And so many authors, every author I know, I think, has had that moment of, oh my gosh, I finally made this work. I am as happy as I've ever been in my life. And that's worth looking forward to. Yeah, and what what I'd like to add here is sometimes, you know, just talking about your manuscript with a critique partner, it doesn't have to be your whole group. You know, I've, I've got about five or six people that I regularly go to, but just one trusted person. If you are able to discuss what your issue is or what is stopping you or what you're unhappy with, sometimes just talking it out, A, helps you get over that barrier and, you know, you start thinking of different things and someone giving you feedback on what they think may not be working just helps you, you know, get get past whatever was stopping you and, and think of new ideas. So sometimes I feel just speaking it out helps you get through it. Agreed. Now, uh, our time is up. So we do have homework for you. And this comes from Mahata. Okay, so I think this kind of almost encompasses what we've been speaking about. For one, go back to your notes and your outlines and take a look at what was it that excited you about your story. And the best thing to do is don't look at it on a computer. Try and write it out in longhand because there is, there is I feel there's a deeper connection when you're actually writing down stuff on paper, uh, you know, using a pen, pencil, whatever. It helps you slow down stuff rather than when you're typing at a very high speed. Um, The other thing I would suggest, again, is what I do, speak to a critique partner. It just needs to be one person whose opinion you really trust and see if they can um, advise you on something. And I think the third most important thing is take a really good look at your ending. If your ending is not spectacular or really fantastic, that's what um, probably is not why you're passionate about getting to the end. Um, As Brandon had once said, you know, plot backwards and write forwards. I think that's my mantra right now. So it really works for me. So our homework is take whatever you're doing right now, go back to the original notes and write down in longhand what excited you, what attracted you to that in the first place. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Uh, This is Writing Excuses. You are out of excuses. Now go write. Writing Excuses is a Dragonsteel production, jointly hosted by Brandon Sanderson, Dan Wells, Mary Robinette Kowal, and Howard Taylor. This episode was mastered by Alex Jackson. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. 
Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.